Bertha Commotion, a media exchange podcast. This week I've got Dave with me. Hey. And this time, well, my name is Alan, first of all. And this time we're going to be talking about Summer Wars, which is uh, an anime film produced by, what was his name? Do you remember, Dave? Uh, Wikipedia should tell me. Uh, Marumoru. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. We're going to butcher some names, so we are terribly... I probably just won't say their names. Yeah, just refer to him as that guy because yeah, I can't pronounce half these ones. I once was reading in an English class, and instead of imply, I said imply. So um, probably not the (laughs) best person to be reading these, but we'll give it a go and we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway, this week's media is Summer Wars. Uh, I chose this for Dave because Dave's seen a few Studio Ghibli movies, but all in all, he's not a huge anime fan. He haven't seen an awful lot of it. Yeah, it's not that I'm not an anime fan, it's just that I've not seen much anime. I don't not watch it for the, because it's anime, but I don't go watching it because it's anime either. But it, it's also not on your just casual list of movies to sort of... Yeah, yeah, I don't go out my way to watch them generally. Uh, and I, th- I thought this was a good start because, I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but I thought it, it was a nice sort of... There was a large part of the storyline that was very grounded. There was no crazy, crazy, crazy stuff to it. But also <laughs> there was the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that was attached to it. Yes. Quite centrally. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a nice way to introduce you, because some anime, and you've, you've got to agree with me, even some of the better ones, so if you name like Akira, anything else, my mind's going dry, Ghost in the Shell, you know, Cooley Fooley, Even Gullen, whatever, they're all pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. I think Summer Wars is up there in terms of the crazy scale. I think that's something that all anime sort of has, and I think that's just attraction to its Western audience, but it was very grounded. And I, Did you see that coming through in it? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't as uh, crazy as I was expecting. Especially like, all I've really seen is Studio Ghibli. I was expecting something completely different, honestly. I wasn't really expecting what I got. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not so much a fan of Studio Ghibli, because Studio Ghibli often like, creates these sort of classic stories yeah. and wraps them in this crazy, crazy world that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. To me, I find that too alien, because anime is made from like an island nation on a different continent, and so they're like as far away from arch culture as you can really be just by finding them. Yeah, the thing I liked about the story was, though, it wasn't too removed from a story that would be told in our culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too Japanese culture-esque. I don't really know how to describe it properly, but they have a lot. generally have a lot of different themes in their films. But... Uh, yeah, and I think that came through in, in this, but I was really made like the moment-to-moment world aspect of it, and I find yeah. it too strange to have like the moment-to-moment world being slightly different. Even I see this in some American movies where it's just, that's just too unreal. That would, I have no idea whether this is ridiculous or just what America is really like. Especially in school system movies. Well, that's because all of them are out 40 in the school system. Yeah, which makes it really, really, really creepy. Uh, Especially John Candy. John Candy's really obsessed with school kids. And you're just like, that's a little bit weird. Especially after Project Utri. I'm not sure sure you can go on about how America are obsessed by school um, kids. Yeah. And and Japan are not. Yeah. Um, I think... Well, yeah... I have not seen much, but I know the stereotype. I could be completely wrong there, but... They don't idolise it. Like, it's a big thing within American yeah. TV and films to have, like, the prom queen turning out to her life being out of crap. And it's just the normal kid going, yay, my life was better. Turns out high school wasn't everything after all. Which yes. is very different from just having a lot of things set at high school. A lot of all the female characters you see in Japanese culture are always cool girls. Yeah, yes. And that's always that felt... a little, but <laughs> oh no, I've not seen enough of it. It's definitely a stereotype, mm, but mm. it holds true in this one as well. 
Yeah, I, I think it also it also helps because they don't, as opposed to American things, where apart from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think it's a big exception to this. Very yeah. often they're coincidentally at school, mm-hmm. whereas I think Japanese, especially in the anime stuff like that, I'm really thinking back to Evangelion here. They're all thirteen year olds in the movie, the the three children. And yeah, that is part of the storyline: the fact that they're not adults. Yeah, they're not, they're not really children, and they're not adults. They are teenagers, and I think that plays an important part of the storyline. When I'm thinking about many of the American, when when Americans use oh high school and all this other stuff, I'm using a they, they, they use it completely differently. Definitely, yeah, they use it like oh my god, this is life. This is everything. This is so important. It's like oh, I've got to do maths homeworks. Anyway, we've been talking should... five minutes, and we haven't even discussed the main plot of yeah. Summer Wars. Okay, so Summer Wars is this weird movie about this girl who uh, has a grandmother who's quite old. So she decides to go back to her to the grandmother's birthday party, and she says, I'm going to bring my fiancé with them, show her grandmother, because she thinks her grandmother's going to die, and she wanted her grandmother to be happy about her. Odd little problem here, her grandmother's not dead yet, and she doesn't actually have a fiancé. So she grabs the nearest nerd boy she can find, pulls him there. That, that's one storyline. And then the other storyline is, Facebook Kenji- takes over Ken- the world? Well... Kenji, main character, the nerd boy, getting grabbed by female, I forget her name. I never paid attention to names. I know I recognize voices quite well. Natsuki? Uh, Natsuki, yeah. Yeah, um and so he gets dragged off there, but he's a maths wizard. And the beginning of the plot is pretty much him going, I almost represented Japan. Mmm, I'm sad. In the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, the Math Olympics. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, that. so he goes back, and during his stay there, he gets an email with a code. Cranks the code and inadvertently gives someone access to the whole of the mainframe of Oz, which is like Facebook, but more intrusive and more ubiquitous with everyone. So everything's a... controlled by it. Yeah, it's a world. It's a mix between Facebook's Second Life and. Every single logon system ever. Yeah, like single sign-on systems. Yeah. So, so you have one sign-on for everything, and that sign-on is this weird Facebook Second Life. Deal. So a bit how where uh, Windows 10's going. So everyone gets it down, logs onto their Windows 10, start the day. Yeah. But it's mixed with Facebook. And just sort of nuclear... Nuclear weaponry. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. So someone gets into this, and they start stealing accounts, and they start causing chaos. And it's all... Kenji's fault. And so he has to save the day. His name is on the news and, and everything, and it's... It, it's a... How much of this should we spoil and how much should we not? Because All of I, it. I think it's it's so much easier to talk about it being spoiled. Well, a quick way to think about this storyline is it's the South Park episode for World of Warcraft but Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to actually spoil here because no, all the it's, revelations it's... that come about it, they're not terribly important revelations. And like everything is very obvious. Yeah. Like yeah. you can guess everything because I was making notes as I went and I was like, I guessed a few things and they all were right. Uh, so, so, so anyway, so th- this computer program, it exists to, well, it's a computer program, it exists to hack things and it exists to steal information. Yeah. That was how it was made. And so this is why it's going around, just stealing everybody's accounts and then just doing crazy stuff with the accounts. And so it just meshes up all the traffic in Japan. Yeah, so... Everyone's like, um, oh, God, this is crazy. And everyone's like, oh, this is innocent fun. Yeah, so it's attached to, like, um, GPS systems, emergency broadcast systems, everything sort of sending the fire department out. Uh, 
EMTs out and it's playing with the traffic lights, gridlock, everything. Yeah, everything's going crazy. It, it was all technically innocent fun, in inverted commas, but, I mean, it takes the realistic approach and goes, well, if you block up all the traffic and you keep sending the emergency services out to non-important things, eventually an old person's going to have a heart attack and die. Eventually yeah. this is going to happen. And it never says that, and it never explicitly shows you that. But a few of the characters talk about this and go, oh, God, this is really, really bad. Yeah. And then people go, right, we need to get into action. And this is where it turns out that the grandma, grand, like the family that it's all about, what are they, the plant they were in? Oh, God, yeah. I don't know enough about um, uh, Japanese history. The Jinanuchi clan, I think it was. Definitely could have been. Yeah, well, I think it's that. Uh, but anyway, so they were, they were like an important clan history, and they used to have power, and recently that's sort of fallen apart. So none of the current generation are, are in particularly positions of power or anybody particularly important, but the grandmother still never was herself, but she knows a lot of people in positions of power. So this is when she starts calling people up on the old phone and going through her old contact list and yada 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 and showing people, like, you yourself don't have to be powerful, but you can have a lot of influence on people. Yeah, she's just a badass. I really liked her as a character. Yeah, but, like, it was never shown that she was... It wasn't like a classic badass where everyone knew she was awesome as she walked into the room and she did something to show she was awesome. It was just, no, she was a, she was never not this 89-year-old great-grandmother. Yeah. Who was running around. She was never not that character, but at the same time, she went. She was completely badass and did a lot of things and everyone sat around just going, oh, what are we going to do? She was like, well, screw this. I'm going to call up the phone. I'm going to call up my family. Yeah. And you, you hear her family members, like one of them's in an ambulance, like standing over this body and then the phone goes off and he picks it up and he's like, Grandma, how did you get this number? Yeah, when it was all going down, before that, like, just... what I was going to say now. Yeah, she's just a badass. Yeah. Now, there, there is a... There's a couple of, of, of interesting things in this. I like how there is a side story going along with all this. So it's really about three different storylines going together. Oh, well, I should say at this point in time, the grandmother does die about two-thirds of the way through the movie. Yes, uh, and I think, like, the movie is really split in, into three acts. There's the, yeah. the, the the opening. The introduction, there's a middle and an end. Yeah, so there's the opening where <laughs> everything's normal. There's the, the second act starts when the hacks start and everything starts going to hell. And the third act starts when the grandmother dies. Yeah, so... The, the current generation are now taking over and doing stuff. And they're, they're the people who are like, no, if grandmother was a badass and she no cooler than I am, then I'm going to be a badass and I'm going to fix this problem. Okay, so... If we f- stop before the hack, and because I've, I've got it written, all my notes written oh, down yeah, between yeah, this, yeah. and so for the f- end of the first act, my notes read pretty much like this. Um, they're going to fall in love, and there's going to be some hijinks between. I was right. <laughs> um, crazy guy on the computer is going to be the undoing. I was wrong. And she's in love with uh, Uncle uh, Wabiska. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, and Uncle Whisker is going to be the baddie-ish. Yes. Yeah. And no, he's, he's the one that created the AI. Sorry for spoiling it. Should have oh, mentioned yeah. that before I said that. <laughs> but should I just spoil it? Because he does say, like save the day and destroy it in the end anyway. Yeah. So he is the. I wouldn't say he's so much as evil, but like the misguided person who accidentally creates something that can made for evil. Uh, in that way, I don't. I a, like in the w- Mitchell Webb sketch, you know, Doctor Death sketches. I would disagree with um, accidentally created. He knew exactly what oh, he yeah. was doing. 
But um, he wasn't creating anything nefarious. He was just like, I'm making this. And then America, because this is Japanese, so it's always the Americans who are the bad guys. Well, I do find uh, the, the Japanese uh, quite interesting in how they portray different countries yeah. around the world. Yeah. So uh, there is a... The, sorry, can I just finish this point? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So the Americans are sort of portrayed as the bad guys. So they're the people who purchased this. They're not so much as like evil bad guys, more of incompetent bad guys. You know, they, they're the people. They're who, only showed as incompetent, yeah, not so, evil. So he creates. So he basically creates Pandora's box. He goes, "Oh look at I look what I made. This is actually useful if you want to use it in these situations." And then America go, "Ooh, Pandora's box. Open it up." Oh god, no. <laughs> I I I saw it completely differently. I saw him more as a weapons developer. He knew exactly what he was making for, and he knew exactly how it was going to be used. Um, but that whole scene was he was saying, I may have developed it, but I didn't pull the trigger, so I'm innocent. It's like guns don't kill people. People kill people. He yeah. may have developed it, but he didn't set it off. So he, it's not, nothing to do with him. And it was really, for just five minutes, a big sense of, ooh, bad defense industry. You know what you're doing. Yeah, which is a very it's a very Japanese. Thing, oh, it is I think. definitely much like uh, all the, the a lot of Chinese uh, kung fu movies starring Jackie Chan. A lot of them are very anti-British, with like the British dealing their artifacts. That's not entirely untrue. Well, but then if you look at any American films, it's always the the Russians doing something. Everyone's got an someone yeah, that and, they and, despise. And, and the Germans, and this is what I was going to say. So there is there is one little kid. So there's a bit in the movie where they start losing. And they, they basically challenge this AI to a computer game, but they, they, they bet accounts on the game. So they're trying to steal the account back that controls nuclear weapons. So that no, they can um, control the operation of a satellite that's oh, yeah. falling to Earth. That's it. And it, it's, it's going to fall on a nuclear site, and they don't know which one, so no one can stop it. But yeah. uh, So they're trying to win this account back, and they lose. And they only end up with, like, they, I think they lose all their accounts? Uh, no, they were accounts? down to 74 accounts, and they needed to have at least 75 to bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then this little German kid goes, oh, you can have my count if you want to use it. And I think yeah. that's that's that, that's a really nice bit and a really important bit, especially yeah. because he's German. The Germans normally aren't portrayed very nicely in sort of Western media. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a shame because yeah. the Germans are lovely. Well, it's, it's never the Germans in murder commas in, in the media. It's always the Nazis or some weird sect of the Germans, because you can't, you can't have a go at the Germans, you have to have a go at something else. Like, it's never the Russians, it's usually the communists, although they became synonymous for Or Russian terrorists. Yeah, it's it's starting to go back into the, the you talk about communists, not Russians, but definitely for a while it was just, yeah. I think we're the Russians. Um, you know, it's easier to stereotype people, but at the same time, it's it's interesting to have that sort of idea flipped on your head, where you go from America being this completely gun-ho country. But you can imagine an American movie, if this was made in America, it would be the creator who then went, oh, no, I'm going to save my thing because stupid suits in America. The Americans don't like their own government, which is comical, but they like their own individuals. And so yeah. the individual who created this would have to save it because the American government cocked up. But he'd yeah, still but be it an wouldn't, American It hero. wouldn't be the American military that, that released it. Like, it was the American military that released it in this. It would oh, be the it, government. It, it, yeah, because yes. the American military can't be seen to do anything wrong. Or some secret branch of the FBI or CIA or something. Yeah, similar. it's got, it will be a government body, a federal body, not a military body that did it. That's not. They're not really true Americans. Those people, <laughs> stupid bureaucrats. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, America, but sometimes your culture is just a bit weird. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but anyway, so moving moving on from that, I I thought that was a nice bit that I wanted to say. Sorry, I, I that was a long. 
decent. No, no, I, I, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting. And it was so small, they didn't focus it. on it. It's just some yeah. German text appeared on the screen and then turned to Japanese. Yes. Yeah, no, I really liked it. They do yeah. subtlety quite well. Oh, yeah, yeah, much better than. than sorry to rag on the Americans, but. Um, when we say Americans, we're really talking about American blockbusters. Just talking about film industry in general. Because yeah. you're trying to sell to as many people as possible, which means you generally lose subtlety. Uh, the Japanese don't mind it so much. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Sorry, sorry, do you remember what the point you were making before that you'd forgotten? Um, I was just saying how it it was all... It, there was nothing crazy. There was nothing... Well, there was, but it wasn't like big yeah, it, twists it, it and turns. You knew the, the story. Yeah. It was a very common theme, and it it's a story that's been told. I know it's Facebook, but it's it's a it's a romantic film that that's been told a thousand times with a few details changed. I I didn't and it's, see it's it very so much as a romantic movie. I thought the ending of it came as a bit of a weird surprise. I didn't think I would have had them falling in love. I think they would have just had them being good, good oh, friends because I, I got the feeling at the beginning they wet. Yeah. No, I. Act one, I thought it was a romantic film. Act two, I changed my mind. Yeah, Act three, yeah. I realized it was. Yeah, the ending. That's one thing I'm not sort of. Yeah, it, it was a very, very cheesy ending. It, it wasn't neat. I sort of, I sort of liked how the family was sort of pushing them to be together, and that's why I thought it was really nice because it was like, well, they're not going to end up dating or anything like this. They're just going to be friends, and then they did, and it was like, oh, right, well, okay, well, it's still. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like how I like how it wasn't. Um, like, he didn't win her. He was doing lots of work to save the day. And then she did lots of work to save the day. Yeah. And, and then like, the was, family like, pushed oh. them together. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's another stupid, like, oh, I'm the hero. I save the world and I get the girl. Cool. It was, you know, what? two people working together and they become closer. It's like, yay. Although it was a little subtle during the movie. So it's still like a bit of a surprise and a bit, Ugh. Yeah. But it was much better than sort of yes. of any James Bond movie in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, though. With the ending, the crap is with them playing Happy Birthday on a ukulele. Uh, I'm going to have to either say that's some sort of family eccentricity or just... Because they did it twice. They did it at the beginning and then at the end. And it, the ukulele was never explained. I, I think that's meant to be a, a circular thing, but I think a ukulele is just a simple instrument that you can play that they were going to have. Because it was her birthday party, so in the first time they were practicing, and the second time just it was her birthday. Just oh, No, I got dead. that. I just never associate the ukulele with uh, Japanese culture. And no, that I, I surprised me. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't explained, so it was just, I was wondering if I missed a joke yeah. or missed a, a theme or something, but no. No, okay. no I, I don't think you did. Oh, okay. Rest <laughs> easy the, now. On the note of themes, did you like the baseball game that was going on? I really liked that. I actually made a note of that. Like, whenever any of the big problems or big conflicts was happening, one of the young cousins, well, not young cousins, high school age cousin, was playing in a big baseball game. And, and it Yeah. Yeah. So anytime, like, they were down and out and you thought, oh, how are they going to win? You wanna, They were also, the rest of the family were watching a baseball game where the, the son's team was down and out and like, oh, how are they going to win? But it was only. I, I really liked that. 
I, I really liked it as a theme, but I thought it was very obvious compared to the other theme that I quite liked. But I, I refer to this baseball game in my notes as, in case you didn't get it yet, here's a sports reference game. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was... It was obvious, but it wasn't like, look at this. It was... It, it, was, a, it was a nice touch, especially if you stopped paying attention for a few minutes and you needed someone to remind you how the movie was going. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is better than the character stopping every 10 minutes and just going, hey, okay, so what did we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was very nice. much a, if you're not really paying attention, you know how well we're doing because of how that baseball game's going. Uh, it was a nice sense of exposition, and like a big theme in this is sort of people have conflicting priorities that they're going through. So when the grandmother dies, half the family's like, right, we've got to go and get this funeral on. You guys get some cooking, you guys do this, I'll go talk to people to organise the funeral arrangements, Yada yada yada. Let's go to it. And the other half of the family, like the younger male side of the family, I should say, oh, they all go. No, we're going to save the world from this weird Facebook thing that's going on. And then yeah. everyone's a sort of a big fight between these families. And then there's just the very young children and the mother of some of the young children. It's just like fuck it. There's a baseball game. On. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I that was a bit weird. But again, like they have, they've got an hour left to save the world. They're yeah. all fighting, and then they find the letter from the grandmother, which just says, have dinner. Everything's okay if you have dinner together. So they stop uh, trying to save the world to have dinner. I think that's a, that's an important bit, because I think... I understand. With all this exposition of the game, I think there's also that like, you're putting against each other, like, the saving the world, how it's going, and this family trying to recover from a, a, an, adopted, an adopted stepson who's adopted the main family. So the great-grandfather of the family, uh, the, the main... What's her name? The grandmother's... <laughs> the grandmother's husband had an affair, had a small child out of the family. And then he died, I think, and she adopted the son. Yeah. He's brought the family, and then he was always a bit of the black sheep, I, I think. And then yeah. he ran away with a load of money, well, went he, to America. He ran away, sold all their... Well, he sold all their uh, land, then ran away. Yeah, with the money to America. And so no one really likes him, but then he comes back. Yeah, well... He he, I think he inherited it all because I think it all got like it was never stated obviously, but he would inherit it because he's the was the oldest male in the family. Something I don't. And so that's that's because <laughs> it never gets told why he was able to sell everything, and that's the only theory I can come up with. Yeah, I, I think, and it that's be why that. where they're living in that big house is referred to as his house. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, to that to me that doesn't matter. Like no. he's a classic runaway with some money, and he comes back. What's that story in the Bible? You know the one. That exact thing happens. Oh yeah, the guy that inherited asked doesn't he ask for his he asked inheritance. for half his father's inheritance, and it's just like you're taking too long to die. Give it to me now. And yeah, and so he runs away, spends it all on a blackjack and hookers, then comes yeah. back. What biblical blackjack, Dave? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about the hookers. This show is educational, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you learn things about the Bible, like that guy you ran off with the hookers. <laughs> his but anyway. name, and his name was Jesus. Mary Magdalene. Yep. Anyway, um, so you learn two <laughs> things about the Bible today. But, but anyway, so this, this thing happens, and I think it's a it's a nice parallel between the game and like the world going to hell and everyone yeah. banded together to fix it, especially. I like how everyone in the world had to band together to fix the problem. So that yeah. German boy we were talking about, he was the first. Can we, like, go here we go here we go, back here we go. to the dinner? Because, oh, yeah. 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 because it was an important moment for the family. I get that. 
But with an hour to go, it just felt forced to me. Did they have the timer up yet? Cause it... Yes, yes, yes. It was an hour. Oh, I thought that was like the night before. No, 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 no. Like they stop all their prep, all their work for an hour and they come back to the game, I think 10 minutes before it's meant to crash or something. And it's like, ah, you spent an hour out of your, like you spent a lot of your last time having dinner. It was important. They resolved a lot, came together as a family, but they didn't have time for it. Well, they did because they're all alive at the end. So how did, so what was he ordering an event? Was he doing the weird hacking thing? Yeah, um, so before he, or after the big game? Sorry, there's a big card game, and that's how they end up winning the thing. That's, that's the thing. It's just after like... the dinner because he proposes the card game. Oh no, no, that's earlier. The card yeah. game's earlier, and they have dinner, and then he realizes he could hack it. Well, no, the the yeah. Oh, yeah. So they beat the card game, and they can win all but two accounts. Yes. They won't play after this. He's got two accounts. He's got the main yeah. character's account, and he's got the GPS satellite account. Yeah. And so oh. he, the satellite's still coming to crash. They're like, what's going on? And then he realizes he's hacked it once, so he's going to hack it again. And Yeah. And in the last ten minutes, I think he hacks it like four times. Yeah. So he starts off by writing it down and working it out on paper. And he does that twice. And then he just gives up and starts hacking it in his mind there. And then there's a really cool scene where he's just typing slowly. <laughs> Which, given no context, is just a man looking deranged at the screen while typing slowly. Yeah. But with the context, it's like a really big, oh, wow. I think that's the only time I've seen hacking look cool in a movie ever. It's much better than two idiots and a keyboard. Yeah, because usually it's uh, it's either two idiots and a keyboard. People go, oh, my God, we're doing this. Or it's actually quite realistic and someone just plugs in a USB stick. Yeah. Which is just dull because you're, you're literally watching a timer and some characters go, oh, no, what's going to happen? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Dave is right, so that they, they think they saved the world, and their plan almost fails. They, so they manage to save the world, but they don't save themselves, is that right? Yeah, they, um, for some the, reason, it gets the, the satellite that's crashing gets redirected away from a nuclear reactor, and is aimed at their house. I was not quite sure on how that happened. Revenge, and it had, you know, you just yeah, it, of course, because that's how satellites work. Yeah. <laughs> Educational and, show, guys. Satellites don't work that way. If you pull a satellite out of orbit, you probably have no control how it's going to land, and it's probably just going to disintegrate in the atmosphere. Yeah. That's what happened with Mir. That's what happened. Probably would have happened with this thing. But, yeah, in the world of anime, movie, do, do what you want. Have a satellite that crashes. Yeah. You can probably do it. Spaceship so, manage it. So they manage. So it's coming down, and he, he hacks. He managed to hack into the, the admin account again, but then he gets kicked out by. Love machine. I don't think we've mentioned love machine. Oh yet. yeah, that's the that's thing. what the so, AI machine is called. Yeah. And so he gets kicked out. Um, so they do it again. He gets kicked out. So they realise they can't win by just hacking in. They need to distract love machine by with something. Yeah. And so, um, her other cousin is like this god at the fighting game inside the Oz. There is literally too many things going on in this movie for us to tell you what's going on yeah, chronologically like, without he, just verbally describing the movie. So forgive us for jumping about a lot. Yeah, he's literally like the best fighter ever. So, and uh, he's getting trained by his dad, who, yeah, and who's my favourite character in it. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's really cool. What's his, uh, what was his character called? It was... Uh, I'll uh, find it for you. Fact oh, check geez. time. Yeah, it was a cool name. This is why I want to say it. I think he was like 17, was he? Uh, yeah, the young guy. Younger. Oh. Uh, 
his avatar is King Cosmo. King Cosmo. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I think it's King, King, King Cosmo in the English one. Yeah, King Cosmo. But it's written here as King Kazma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's he's Kasumi Akazawa. Yes. Let's not say that again because yeah, I'm um, get it wrong. but he's cool. But his dad is awesome in the in in it. Oh his yeah, dad's his dad's really cool. Yeah. Shouting about old victories. Also a bit of a prick. Oh, hundred percent. But he was but, yeah. definitely my favourite character by far, just because every opportunity he stands up and shouts about one of their families, ancient, like medieval time, um, victory. Yeah. yeah. And he's just brilliant. Well, he he is also, so he's the dad of this uh, Kazumi yeah. guy. And Kazumi was getting bullied in school. Mm-hmm. So his dad started playing this video game with him. Yeah. To teach him martial art, the name escapes me. And that worked. And then yeah. because he learned it in the game, he suddenly became really, really good at fighting in the computer game, and he becomes the world champion of fighting. Yeah. So again, it's it's very classic anime, sort of everything very important was happening. To, so they happen to have the world's best player of this weird Japanese card game that I don't even want to begin to describe, and I hope it's not real just because it sounds so complicated. Yeah. Um. It's got like one of the world's best hackers there. It's got the guy who created this goddamn love machine. You've got this other guy who's like the best fighter in the game. Somebody's got this very secretive job within the military. <laughs> oh, and the other guy sells uh, supercomputers. Presumably to the fu- to the to the guy I just mentioned. But yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> six people basically at the top of their field, considering this family is meant to like not be important. I think that's a that's another big thing in it. I think that's a big reflection of Japanese society as it yeah. is. Uh, I've heard a lot about yeah. Persona Four. Which has a mysterious bad guy who turns people really apathetic to anything, and they just stop interacting with everybody, and eventually just die because of that. Reflection yeah. on sort of Japanese culture at the time. I don't know much about Japanese culture, but I've heard about that, and so I'm going to say like this was also reflecting on that sentiment of sort of everyone was like, "Oh, we're not important," and everyone was greed and set on that. But then it comes to the actual situation, and it becomes a bit like a Superstone story. Like, well, what can you do? It's like, well, that's actually really useful by itself. What can we do with that? It's like, oh, well, that's really useful as well. We put them together. We've got an idea here, guys. And I think it's... Yeah, yeah. No, that definitely comes out towards the end. You get, like, yeah. the best in the world ever thing. And the card game's called Koi Koi. Koi Koi. Okay. And it's a real card game. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a popular card game in Japan with Anafuda cards. The phrase Koi Koi means come on. Which yeah, is said you... when the player wants to continue the hand. Pidgey is my friend. But yeah, so they win by challenging this get this uh, love machine. Love well, they, that they, name. They steal his accounts. Yeah, by well, doing that. So he's hacked all these accounts and he's giving them back if people can. Yeah, because he wants more. So they say we'll bet you twenty accounts. Yeah. Then they win and they go well we'll bet you forty accounts and they just keep on going and eventually they lose and like oh no. And so then this that. German kid realizes what's going on gives him his account and then the world rallies behind him and gives them like 15 million accounts 150 million accounts and so yeah. they bet them all against this machine's 420 million accounts or so and then yeah, i don't know how the math worked two. out but yeah and so they win everyone goes crazy um some reason she is naked for a bit oh uh yeah the gods of oz so Really, it's a bit like Second Life. So in Oz, you have all these anime characters that run around and they actually go to their place with their job. But you can play this on any device from like phones to 3DSs. I like how they actually had 3DSs. Yeah, I noticed that. I like that as well. Good redire- oh, no, not 3DSs, but... I oh, know, the last generation of DSs. Uh, but they actually had them and you can play it on phones, so it's weird. Yeah. But it looks cool and I think that's the important thing. Yeah. I can't stress how cool Oz is. 
I'm very aware that we, we're going to run out of time because... I don't know. I'm enjoying this. Let's continue. Yeah, yeah. No, no let's continue. But I mean, I think we barely scratched the surface of stuff we, that's going I, we, on. I could talk, keep I talking of, about this because we jumped around so much just because it, you remember something. But yeah. And it's it's sort of relevant. But I, I kind of want to get through all our notes. Yeah, I, I got feel... a bit... When she ended up naked in that bit, I got really worried that the tentacles <laughs> were going to come out. Because I haven't seen much anime, and I know I think that's hentai, whatever it is. But yeah. that's why where I didn't really don't really know the difference, and I just thought, oh, oh no, cold. yeah. So <laughs> I was a bit worried, and then it then it left. I was like, oh thank god. Yeah. So so the the, the two gods are two giant whales wearing crowns. <laughs> one's blue and one's pink. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Bear with me, guys. <laughs> this got the gods of Facebook. <laughs> He granted her a magical rare dress, which is magical only in the instance that it's rare, and apparently no one else is wearing this dress. <laughs> or a dress like it, because I realise most people only wear clothes by themselves. <laughs> God, that was a really bad grammar sentence, and I'm just <laughs> continuing. Dave, talk. Talk. Yeah, so uh, she gets this uh, magical rare dress, and, uh, well, then celebrates. And, I, and, and that's pretty much it. But we again, we've just missed out what um, the, the good fighter did. So basically, um, they hack into the thing and they get kicked out. So they need to distract Love Machine with the best fighter. So they hack in, and before you can kick them out again, the good fighter guy attacks, giving them enough time ah, to... F- first of all, the creator weakens the program. So the guy who made it, what was his name? Oh god, uh, yeah. Um Yeah, let's Wabasuki. go with that. Creator of the program sort of hacks into the <laughs> hacks into his hacking robot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just love that sentence. Hacks into his hacking robot and then hacks it so it's weaker. And yeah. you can see it visibly go from like this really crisp animation to quite jolty and like I wanna say pixels appear, but it's not really that. It's like his outline becomes a bit more squarey and jagged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! What's going on? Like he's he's turning from a solid round shape into like a more crystalline shape. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this giant cool. We should say that the best fighter, his avatar, is this really cool looking rabbit who's wearing like a red jacket and some goggles. Yeah, but I think rather than crystalline, you meant pixelated. Well, it, it's not like the square. It was like blocky, but not sort of in cubey. Yeah, but they mentioned CRTs a lot, and they were rectangular. Yeah, a bit. Weird. Well, I, I just don't want people thinking like. Yeah, no, I see. What you if, mean. You say, if you say pixels like right now when pixels is in the cinema, don't go to see pixels. Never go to see pixels. I'm not. You're learning to see so it. much on this <laughs> podcast. I mean, this is amazing. If you really want to see pixels, just watch the YouTube short, which is like all the good bits of pixels condensed down into like two minutes. So, like the trailer. Uh, well, yeah, it's like the trailer with less Adam Sandler and more cool things. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that statement. <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> uh, also, you really shouldn't go see Pixels because apparently the people behind it are being massive dicks and Ooh, they're, uh, they're yeah. suing everybody who uses the word Pixels, which is hilarious. It's a bit like complaining Wikipedia has too many words after a writer <laughs> book. <laughs> I, I can't see a problem with that comparison. Yeah, so they're, like, they're just being awful. At, you, you downloaded this on an electronic device. You looked at lots of pixels. Yeah, um, someone made a video like four years ago called Pixels the Story or something. Oh, yeah. On yeah. Vimo or something. And it was this little short movie they made. And it was pretty cool. And so Pixels come out. 
and they start sending uh, takedown requests to it because it had pixels in the title, let alone it was probably made and created years before pixels was conceived. It's very obvious that they got some uh, <clears throat> some very evil lawyers to do this because apparently on Vimo they took down their own video. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's awful. Um, but I don't even... Yeah, it... But I think Sorry, was... everything everything about that movie is terrible. Let's just move on and talk about the much, much better Summer Wars. Except Once again, for, like, Adam literally... Sandler, bad, Summer Wars, good. I don't know. I really like the part of the trailer when Pac-Man the comes up. Black. No, Pac-Man comes up and the guy is like, my son! And he gets a hand chomped off. Yeah. I have to say I like that bit. Yeah. But th- yeah, then it's yeah. just Adam Sandler and the fat guy. Like Ready Player One in movie form, and if anyone hasn't read it, Ready Player One is sort of this really short novel about this kid who lives in another computer world and does well, and then the book is made three times as long by him describing eight, describing eighties references. <laughs> That's really Ready Ready Player One. Maybe we should. And it, he describes them quite well, and as somebody who doesn't remember the eighties from not being old enough and not being alive in there, he wasn't alive I found it quite in the eighties. Just to read this, and re- well, I wasn't alive in the eighties. I was. I oh, you were. Oh, yeah, by like a bit. Dave. <laughs> You still don't remember the I'm 80s. I'm totally an 80s kid. But I found Ready Player One like a nice book to read. As somebody who doesn't know the 80s, and sort of like hearing about all these 80 things, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I've heard about this thing and like other things. Yeah. Uh, but like thinking back about it, the actual book as a book was really bad. It was just like a book that was made slightly longer by references. Like I still enjoyed it, but thinking back narratively about it, I'm like, actually, that was a... Uh... Yeah. And the, the ending the ending of that is amazing. So basically, somebody creates this computer program that is virtual reality, everyone loves it, and then the world just goes to shit, and everyone just sort of ignores the world going to shit. Like, all crisis happens, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> everyone just lives in this virtual world, because it's better, and there are schools, so everyone's got, like, a world-class education. <laughs> and then the end of it, he gets all the super control, I won't spoil it, but I will spoil it, basically. But he gets all the control of the thing, he becomes, like, lord of this virtual world. And the previous year, and he goes... And if people are spending too much time here and the world's a bit of a shit place and people should be paying attention, here's the off button in case this is really shitty. Which is an important bit because all the way through, like, he, it's literal escapism. He literally says, like, my life is really crap. I spend most of my time in here as a lot of people do. And so given the choice between turning off this world and turning, like, off the world and forcing people to live in the real world and solve the oil crisis and other things like that. Yeah. It's a correct solution to that. It's just like, eh, turns around and just walks off the, the door. <laughs> just lives his life so they go oh here's a really interesting narrative point that we can make with this book and then literally the main character just goes can't be bothered with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it ends better than most where they force the point home oh no no that's that's like that's not the very ending there's still more of the book but that's just the bit that's mentioned oh. you read it like oh wow this is really important this is going to be an important bit of the book it's a bit like in Star Wars, if they revealed that uh, Darth Vader was Luke's dad, and Luke just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I, Luke, I am your father. So? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this would have gone so badly from there on out. So, yeah, that... that yeah. Not saying it's the same level of, of book as you know, that moment in Star Wars, but it's like a similar sort of vein of just like, and now the problem just... Doesn't matter. Anyway, so sorry. Back to some. Yeah, do you have? I think I've gone through most of my main points. Uh, Uh, Do you have any more? I've got a couple of points. I don't think I ranted on about the conflicting priorities enough, but I kind of I don't want to go back to something that we brought up three times and then went off on tangents because I think we've done the intro to that segment an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about the foreshadowing dog. Did you notice him? The foreshadowing dog. 
But yeah, whenever anything happened, there's a dog barking. Like when the grandmother died, dog barks. When uh, uh, Wazakubi turns up, dog barks. When the satellite starts falling from the sky, the dog barks. I, I noticed him once, but not always. No, I, no, I didn't the... notice that all, every single <laughs> time. He was only there a few times. But the second time I copped on, I was like, oh my god, that's the best thing. And so that, that was paired with my, in case you didn't get it, <laughs> it's a sports reference game. Yeah, I, I, I can see that now you mention it, but dogs typically, like, I noticed a dog barking once, but that's because dogs bark. I didn't think anything of it, but you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I thought it was quite nice. No, no, I think you're right, actually, yeah. There was a bit where everyone's like, oh, what's he doing? What's going on? Where's the satellite pointing? Obviously seeing that house from space and being like, oh, that doesn't look like our house. And then the dog's outside barking. Everyone's, shut up, dog. We're, we're, we're yeah. thinking here. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Then suddenly it dawns on them. And they're like, all right. And no one acknowledges the dog. No one's like, kind of dog. No one ever, yeah. No, no, no one's noticed... like, get inside, dog. Don't look at that thing in the sky. It's going to kill you. Yeah, I noticed that no one actually paid attention to a dog. Yeah, which I thought, thought was kind of nice. I think often... Animation things especially, but people can spend too much attention on the dogs when yeah. ultimately you, you don't get much of much information or story from people interacting with dogs. So it's nice that the dog was there because it's always nice to have this bit of fluff and character around people, but also at the same time, it's like, yeah, you ignored it. Good job for you. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down some timelines. So it actually spends, it does, the movie spends 23 minutes being a normal movie about this girl who drags this boy off to her family to yeah. pretend to be her fiance. Which is the plot of several romance movies that I can think of, but none of them come to mind. I presume because they're mostly forgettable. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Oh man, there was one. There was one good one where. Oh no, that's a different plot. I was thinking <laughs> of the one where a woman, a female, a, a, a woman who's got this job and she's a boss. She her visa's running out, so she needs to get married, and so she decides to get married to her intern. Oh God, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's got what's her face and what's his face, and the Ryan Reynolds like, and. Sandra Bullock? Yeah, that sounds about right. And it's like, oh, uh, The Proposal? Yeah, I that's I hate it. that I know that. Yeah. That's horrifying <laughs> that I actually know that. But anyway, so that's a different plot. That's a movie with a different plot. That's in no way related to this plot. Um, But yeah, I, the first like 23 minutes, like I thought yeah. it was going to be a romantic film basically yeah. built around exactly that. Awesome. You don't really see Oz in the first 23 minutes. No. So there's that fight scene, I think. And then there's a bit of them working. So he, he he's sitting next to his nerd friend, who's also in the rest of the movie, and is almost as big as nerd as he is. He's sitting next to him in the school, and they're typing away on their computers because they've got jobs as Oz admins. I think this is why he was targeted by the, the code. Which I, I don't know whether he gets wrong, or he just has a typo in it. Um, it, I think it got sent to most people, or most of the best mathematicians. But yeah, he got it wrong. He got it wrong, and I don't know whether it's it's meant to be implied that he got it wrong, and or was this type. It of... just means he's not the criminal. Well, it, it spells it spells out a phrase, and at the end, he put a G instead of an E. No, I thought, yeah, yeah, he just made yeah. a typo, and so it's, it's it's either a typo or a mistake. But it's like if you made a mistake, you really didn't read the answer. But but you know, he managed to crack the rest. He knew it. He just made a mistake, which meant he yeah. didn't break the law, which meant he was just um, identity theft. Comical ways of we we were going on about the Americans for doing lots of things in their movies, but we do them as well in the British movies. Yeah, but it was interesting how they they made him and went. He's not the bad guy you were thinking. You yeah. were actually a good guy all along, despite the fact it was only his incompetence that puts him in the good guy camp. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. So so it starts off and him and his friend and they're typing away on their computer and they're hacking and then it will occasionally flick to their avatars who look a bit like them, just sort of typing away in the computer world and then all flick back to these guys. Well, his avatar is like. Like a very small bunny. No, that's his his other account. 
Oh, yeah, that's his second account that he yeah. gets made because his first one gets blocked. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, you, you don't know that Oz is this big thing. You don't know all these other things are happening. And it's just a weird romantic comedy up until the 23 minute mark. Where uh, this is part of the reason why I chose it for Dave. It suddenly just goes, by the way, I am one of those crazy animes you've heard a lot about. Yeah, because in that first bit, I was like, okay, this is this is not what I was expecting. Then it was like, oh, no, this is more like it. Which is uh, completely different from the opening to Evangelion. Is that the o- completely the opposite? Which is, this is crazy and now it's normal. Uh, well, it starts off with the boy turning up a town and everything's deserted because an angel's appeared. And he's like, what's going on? And then suddenly this woman in a car picks him up and drives him off and puts him in a giant robot and everything's like, Ooh, from the get-go. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I get you what you mean. The second episode starts off at a low only because they decide to explain what happened next in a flashback. Which I think was needed, otherwise there would have been too much crazy in the first two episodes. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. So, did you, did you think I, I, I kind of got a nice introductory... Yeah, I really liked grounded it. Grounded anime that sort of went into the craziness because I think that's an important bit of anime that I think Western media don't get because we don't like we don't like cartoons, we don't like things animated, we don't like things even CG. No, like I, I thought CG thing we don't like. I thought it was really good. I, yeah, okay. I, it was much better than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be crazy anime. I'm going, and I'm just being like, don't care. But I really enjoyed that. I've got a, a few more animes I want to show you, ranging from just the absolutely crazy things, which you might enjoy more now that you've seen it work well. Yeah. In a situation, and I've got a few more things are incredibly grounded, and the sort of the sort of, like sort of thrillers and things like that, mm-hmm. which I think only work once you've grasped the concept of grounded anime. And I think I would class this in sort of the grounded anime. So there's this normal world going on that's just slightly different. Yeah. And it's this this other thing that's crazy, which. It's opposed to a lot of anime where it's just, oh, crazy things happening from the get-go. Like, um... Imagine, um... Uh, what am I talking about? Digimon. But they don't start off in the real world. They're just constantly in the digital world. <laughs> That's the sort of crazy level I'm thinking. Or to, uh... Yeah. Watching we'll, them. we'll leave it in a while so we don't, we don't overdose an anime yeah. recently. So, that was us going back to our more our roots. Giving each other... Little, media... Little, that yeah. we think the other person will enjoy. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to try and do this more, and next week uh, Nick will be on. And uh, so this week it's my turn to pick. And, uh, yeah, it's not... So I was looking around thinking, uh, just while well, I was actually just clicking around finding cool things, and stumbled across a game called Thomas Was Alone. I watched a trailer and uh, I had this uh, British... Uh, narrator on it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is just, this is similar to Bastion. You know who loved Bastion? Alan loved Bastion. So I went over to Alan and I was like, Alan, have you seen this game? I think you'd like it. And he's like, yeah, I played it like four years ago. <laughs> Dave was, Dave was comically five years out of date and a week too early to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> so uh, I, we, we, we were like, oh, we, we, we could do it. And it's like, I suggested for Alan, but it's me playing it, which is weird, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, yeah, it's quite t- um, timely because uh, next week uh, on the 18th, uh, the guy that made its second game volume is going to be released. Cool. So on the release of his second game, we'll talk about his first game. Hey. Ooh. There's one thing I want to talk about volume uh, since before it's released. That's, I've seen a few articles discussing it. And yeah. A few articles have said, I really hope he moves away from his simplistic, pixelated 
boring style of his previous games. Basically, slating Thomas was alone for being really simple. That's and it just sort of obviously says, well, you either didn't play Thomas was alone, or you played Thomas was alone muted. And so I'm going to say Thomas was alone is one game you definitely don't, because of the narrator, definitely don't play it with headphones. Yeah, it's narrated by or Danny Wallace, who is awesome. I should say, importantly, Dave, Dave, I don't want to say you're quite wrong with picking this choice, but you were quite wrong with the reasons of picking your choice. Yeah. Because although you were saying that it's a game that I would like, this is a game that I started playing because of Nick. Nick was like, oh, this game is really amazing. You should play this game. I'm like, oh, fine. Totally. Well, I haven't heard Nick and, rave about Bastion or anything like that. So Bastion I was the same, I think. I think it was either him or Sandy G. Yeah. Well, I, me to play Bastion. I spend a lot more time with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we, we work together, so the only person who spends more time with Dave than me is Dave's wife. And then I'm actually not sure, because <laughs> if we don't count the sleep time, I spend... Don't, all... don't start this conversation in public. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's a great time to uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks' time, and we'll talk yeah. about Thomas is Alone. We should have Nick on then. Anyway, I'm uh, Dave. You can get me at, at Dave on Twitter. Um, I'm Alan. I'm at Octavius404 on Twitter. And catch us at Perfect Commotion with one M on Twitter. Yeah, or send any feedback to feedback at perfectcommotion.co.uk. You can find them. You've already found us. So you don't need to say this, but I'll just say it again. We're on like things like Stitcher. We're on things like that. Or iTunes. Dave, you know the rest of them. Yeah, we're now on uh, Podcastopedia. But yeah. it'd be great if you could uh, leave us some reviews there. Yeah, if you tell us, tell us what you think of like the show, or even if you've got something to do. I know Sandy G's got things, but he sort of privately tells me. Well, if, if you really have so, something that you don't like or like, please just let us know. We might change it, we might not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you say you don't like our voices, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. I could talk like this. I could talk like this, Dave. Would you like an episode like this? I could please talk like please, this. Please don't ask us to do that. Don't ask Dave to do that. Dave's got a nice I thing could talk like this. Knobs. Or like this. The chord. Or like this. Desk. Yeah, I should stop playing on that. Not like a DJ, but you know. Yeah, a little mixer. Let's, we're rambling now. Yeah, Goodbye. we should stop playing. Bye. Sure.